1: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, the topic is AI, artificial intelligence, and the co-founder of Google actually telling Elon Musk that he intends to create a digital god. Not kidding. They've actually said this, and that is their goal, to create a man-made god rather than worship the God-made man in Jesus Christ. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning, and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. Today's topic is AI, artificial intelligence. Now, I need to give this a disclaimer. I'm not an expert in AI or artificial intelligence. There are some of you listening right now who know more about it than I do. I'm not a techie. But what I do understand is education. And I understand the difference between information and education. I was recently interviewed by a student who's doing a special project on artificial intelligence and its impact on education on the ivory tower. And I'm going to share with you some of the comments that I made in response to his questions about AI and whether it's good or bad for education. And I argue there's a huge difference between information and education. And it actually leads me to this article that the Gateway Pundit just published regarding an interview with Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk, where Elon Musk says that the co-founder of Google, Larry Page, actually once told him that his goal, a serious goal, is to create a digital god. That's what they're doing. They believe that this information that will supersede and surpass all human information will be God. This is the confusion in the mind of the progressive. They start worshiping the created, their technology, rather than the creator. They start worshiping the information in its volumes, and they somehow think that that information that they're worshiping is the equivalent of the education that only comes from understanding and acknowledging that there is a God bigger and more powerful than you or the artificial intelligence, the AI that you create through the accumulation of massive volumes of information. This is Romans 1, folks. This is playing out in reality on a daily basis in our lives right now. The golden calf of our making right now in culture is information. As if somehow the more of it that we acquire, the more information we can download at our fingertips with the smartphone that we hold in our hand or a microchip that is implanted in our body because why, why hold it in your hand if you can actually have the convenience of having it implanted in your brain? This is the idol of our day. This is the false god of our time. This is what we are being told we have to bow and worship. This is Baal. This is Moloch. This is the false god of Nebuchadnezzar. You will bow and worship or we will cancel you. Oh, right now it's just canceling you in social media. But what about the move to cancel you if you won't bow in compliance to this new world order? The Great Reset the new economic assumptions of our time, the, the mandate to worship the green goddess of global warming and climate change, or the mandate to bow and worship more information, as if that is God itself. But I want you to ask yourself a question before we take a break. Is having more information, being more intelligent, being able to download information through a microchip or through your smartphone, is having more information. Again, is it equivalent to being a better person? Does does intelligence equate with morality and virtue? Or have you ever stumbled across people that are very smart, very intelligent, they have more information than you or I or all of us combined, but yet they're not good people. They're actually evil Ask yourself that question. Does information equate to virtue? Are they synonymous? Obviously, I'm asking a rhetorical question. I'm suggesting they're not. Let's take a break, and then when I get back, I'll share with you this story from the Gateway Pundit on AI and the digital god. Then I'm going to talk to you about what I said to a student who asked me, how is AI, artificial intelligence, affecting the ivory tower? and the goal of the university. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes.
0: and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Welcome back to The
1: Rebellion. So the story I want to build upon during the rest of the show or for the rest of the show is this, uh, this article that was published by Anthony Scott in the Gateway Pundit on April seventeenth, two 2023. The headline is, Elon Musk tells Tucker Carlson that the Google co-founder Larry Page wants to build a digital God. Now, some of you may be rolling your eyes and saying, these guys are so arrogant. Their hubris is so huge that they actually think they can create God in a computer. That's absurd. That's nonsense. This is Star Trek. This is Star Wars. This is crazy talk. Sci-fi to the extreme. Well, it is crazy talk, but it's not science fiction. It's really happening in real life. The Silicon Valley elites think they can build God. They can create a man-made God. This is exactly what the ancients did when they worshipped their golden idols. When Nebuchadnezzar demanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego bow down and worship, what was he requiring them to? To, bow to, it was a golden idol. It was a God of his own making. It was akin to artificial intelligence. A man-made God rather than a God-made man. Now, why do I use that that phrase? A God-made man versus a man-made God. Well, theologically, Christianity holds fast to the fact that Jesus Christ is the Word made flesh, okay? That's the Word, capital W, the Word, the eternal Word, the second person of the triune God, the Son of God, is made man, the Son of Man. So the Bible teaches the exact opposite of what Larry Page and the Silicon Elites are, are promoting. The Bible says that God became man, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is what we're told in the Gospel of John. I'm going to say it one more time. This is a very critical passage in Scripture. The Word became flesh. God became man and dwelt among us. And that's the exact opposite. It's the antithesis of artificial intelligence. This digital God is a man-made God. It's a God of information as opposed to a God of revelation. Does that make sense to you? God is nothing but the accumulation, the accumulation of massive amounts of information. You go to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge, information of good and evil. You eat of the fruit of that tree over and over and over again. You gorge yourself at that tree and you become as God. You create your own God by just accumulating bushels and bushels and bushels and bushels of the apples from that tree. And the more of those apples you can acquire, you can consume, the more like God you become. This is artificial intelligence. This is what we're seeing in this vision, this goal of the folks like Larry Page in creating a digital God. I want you to listen to this article. It's very brief. During Elon Musk's long-anticipated sit-down interview with Tucker Carlson, the CEO of Tesla stated co-founder of Google, Larry Page once told him that he plans to build a digital god, and that's in quotation marks. Musk told Tucker that he used to stay at Larry Page's house in Palo Alto, California, and he frequently warned Page about the dangers of AI, artificial intelligence. The CEO of Twitter continued and said Page noticeably did not take heed to the warning about AI safety, but instead called him, Elon Musk, a speciist. In other words, he was arguing that Musk, by elevating the human being, as the day essentially that he was a speciest and that he was a bigot for being so musk went on and shared with tucker that google's in game is to create a digital superintelligence or in other words a digital god okay later in the interview musk would explain how google's in game is to create artificial general intelligence or agi agi is the key factor many silicon valley engineers believe is the key for the singularity or intelligence explosion to occur. Now, I'm not going to get into singularity right now. We can talk about that later. Um, This is part and parcel of the discussion, but I'm going to consider it a bit of a rabbit trail right now. I want to talk about AI and the creation of this artificial God, this digital God that they believe should rule all of the world, all human beings. This intelligence should be a super intelligence that trumps you or me, our freedom, our thoughts, our decisions should be controlled by artificial intelligence, a digital God. Now, how do you feel about that? Does this cause you any concern? Well, it should. Like I said earlier, you can't treat this story just like uh, it's another episode of Star Trek, uh, another uh, sci-fi movie that pushes things to the extreme well that'll never happen you can't assume that any longer these people are serious and they have boatloads of money and they have boatloads of power in their collusion with government to try to push these ideas to the extreme to the point where they will control everybody else for your own good now that's a good segue for me to get into the second half of the show here Yesterday, I was interviewed by a student on this very issue. He wanted to talk to me about how AI, artificial intelligence, is affecting education. And I told him what I said to you at the beginning of the show. I'm not an expert in AI. I'm not a techie. I'm an educator. I'm not the co-founder of Google. I am not Elon Musk. I don't understand much of what they're talking about when it comes to computer technology. Google, the Internet, uh I don't know I don't I don't know how your smartphone works. Frankly don't want to know because that's not my forte. But what I do under, understand is education. I understand the difference between education and information. And that's the path I chose to go down with this student when he asked me the question how is AI affecting education today? And I said negatively because We've shifted the emphasis of education to information. We assume that all education is today is the acquiring of information. All you have to do is download, if you will, a bunch of facts into your head and then regurgitate them in a test or a quiz, and that makes you an educated person. Just by knowing more stuff, you become educated. Now, if you're listening to me right now and you're saying, well, sure, that is what education is. If you can pass a test or pass the quiz, if you can get 100% on every test that is put before you, then you're obviously more educated, right? Wrong. That's not the case. Education has never been considered simply the acquisition of information. You may know a lot of stuff, but if you don't understand virtue if you don't understand the value of different ideas, and that some ideas are good and some ideas are bad, if you can't distinguish between evil and good, bitter and sweet, if you're reversing definitions all the time to the point where you can't even tell me what a woman is, and you can't tell me the difference between an adult and a child, then I would argue you're not an educated person. You might have information, but you don't have an education. An educated person is a person that can think critically a person that can critique a given situation, given ideas, and evaluate them and come to conclusions as to which ideas are good and which ideas are bad. An educated person is more than somebody that just goes to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and acquires more facts. Knowing more stuff, having more knowledge about everything that's out there does not make you educated. And the point here goes to artificial intelligence. Is a computer educated? No, a computer is not educated because it's not a satient human being. A computer can't think. A computer isn't rational. A computer can't engage in evaluating ideas. A computer merely accepts the download information, and then spews that information back as it's been programmed. You are not a computer. You are not a robot. You are not a machine. You are a human being. You're created in the image of God. You're not created in the image of man. A computer is the image of man. A computer is nothing but a machine that is very good at acquiring Tons and tons of information. And because of advancements in technology, computers have become very, very good at knowing more than you and I know. And you define knowing as nothing but having the knowledge of more and more information. That is not synonymous with education. An educated person should understand beauty. Computers do not know what's beautiful. An educated person should be able to define what's good. Computers cannot define goodness. An educated person knows what's true. Computers don't understand what's true. They fact check, but they don't understand truth with a capital T. Computers can't tell you that it's true, that rape is wrong. That slavery is bad and that the Holocaust was evil. Computers are just going to regurgitate to you, back to you, the facts, the information that they've been given. And if that information that was downloaded into the computer is evil, then the computer is going to spew back evil, not knowing the difference between good and evil. It's just more knowledge, more information. This is not education. To make my point to this student, I painted a picture for him. I've used it before on the show, but it's been months since I've done so. I think I shared this story back at the beginning of the COVID crisis and the lockdowns. And it's a real story. It's something that actually happened to me while I was studying at Oxford, the Oxford Center for Christian Apologetics, back in 2016, I think is when I was there. I had the privilege of studying under some great Christian apologists, such as John Lennox, Michael Ramsden, and Oz Guinness while I was at Oxford. Well, one of the presentations that was made was on artificial intelligence, and it was a warning of things to come, that AI was something that Christians should be taking seriously in our engagement with culture, that we were going to have to deal with this this train wreck that was coming down the tracks in terms of artificial intelligence supplanting human freedom. And as the presenter shared with us stuff about AI that half of us didn't understand because we're not techies, the presenter shifted to a scenario that I think all of us understood, and it was something like this. She said, suppose that we've invented a computer that has enough information to control our daily lives. And suppose that we've invented that computer with artificial intelligence Programmed into it that says its primary task, the primary reason for the computer to exist is to keep human beings safe, to keep the human species safe, to preserve life to the fullest, to keep human beings alive as long as possible. That's its ultimate goal. That's the summum bonum of the computer. That's its highest good to keep you and me and every other human being that exists on the face of the earth safe. Safe from disease. Safe from pollution. Safe from each other, war and conflict. The computer is programmed to keep us safe. Well, that's a good thing, right? Well, because of advanced technology and massive amounts of information that this computer, this artificial intelligence, has acquired it has determined that the best way to keep human beings safe is to do the following. Because of disease, and because of pollution, and because of contaminated food, and because of conflict, interpersonal relations, people can't seem to get along with one another, the computer quickly decides that the best thing to do with human beings, to keep them safe, to keep them alive, is to confine each individual in their own little cell, Let's just say it's a 10-by-12-foot cell. That cell should be buried underground. Uh, Purified air should be pumped into the cell, and, and purified food should be injected into each human being intravenously. So people now are protected from diseases and viruses because they're buried 10 feet underground, They've got sanitized food, sanitized air, and they cannot engage with one another and argue with one another and fight and foster war. This keeps human beings alive. Oh, let's just say the average lifespan of the human being is extended to 90, 95 years for each of us. We're safe. We're alive. We've been preserved. Artificial intelligence, the computer... The digital god did its job, right? Well, the obvious rhetorical question is this. Is that what you want? Is that what human beings were made for? Do you want to be buried in a cubicle underground with sanitized food and purified air that keeps you alive longer but doesn't allow you to engage with other human beings doesn't allow you to debate the control of information to you is dictated by this artificial god this digital deity oh by the way after this analogy was painted presented to us at oxford just a couple of years later guess what happens covid and the government starts quarantining all of us for our safety. Not for our goodness, but for our safety. Because safety was the highest good, the summum bonum of the government, the god of our day. And they used technology to convince us that that's what we were supposed to do. Social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We were harangued, we were browbeat to wear masks, to not engage with other people. You can't go visit grandma or grandpa, even though they're ill and they're in a nursing home. You can't go visit them because that'll compromise your safety. We're going to confine you to your own individual cells. Oh, they're not buried underground, and we can't give you sanitized air yet, and we can't purify your food yet, but we can ask you to take some measures to get there. We're We'll sanitize your air through a paper mask that we force you to put on your face. And we'll purify your food by delivering it to your home. And if you just wash it down several times before you unpackage it, you'll, you'll get rid of some of the contaminants that are on that food and the packaging. Do you remember this? We all went through it, and we all complied, didn't we? We bowed. We bowed to an artificial God, a man-made God, government aided and abetted by People like Larry Page, Google, and Facebook, and Twitter at the time. The elites. Bill Gates with Microsoft. Anthony Fauci as their puppet. Or maybe their director. I don't know how he played into the whole thing. But what I do know is we came perilously close to this uh, analogy that was presented to us at Oxford and it should have it should have awakened us to the dangers the dangers of information rather than education the dangers of thinking that as long as we can keep acquiring more and more stuff from our smartphone and like I said earlier, why hold it in your hand if you can have it implanted in your, your brain? I mean, why use your fingers if you don't have to? If you can do the exact same thing and get all of this information by just having a microchip put in your body, rather than having to carry that stupid phone around all the time, wouldn't that be a better deal? Folks, that's already being talked about. How many of you will comply? And... How many of you can answer the question as to whether or not you should or shouldn't comply, whether that's a good or a bad idea? More information is good. Why are we complaining about it, Piper? See, this is where we are in the school system today. Very few teachers, very few schools, very few colleges, very few universities want to even have the debate. And when somebody like me or Elon Musk or you or anyone else raises their hand and says, Wait a second. Is this what human beings are created for? Should we be pursuing information to the extreme without educating ourselves as to whether the information is good or bad, right or wrong, evil or just? Are those concepts of goodness and beauty and truth, are those concepts things that are unique to the human existence? Is it something that the academy was established to teach? The answer is yes. The college and university was initially established some 1,000 years ago to pursue these higher ideas, these revealed ideas, rather than just pursue a download of information. Revelation was the goal of the academy to know the truth because the truth would set us free. To be a truly liberated society, you had a liberal arts education, and the word liberal meant freedom. Freedom was the goal, not confining each and every one of us to cubicles so that we could be safe. No, the goodness of freedom trumped the inferior, the secondary aspect of safety. I've shared with you before one of my passages in The Chronicles of Narnia, written by C.S. Lewis, is this passage where the great lion Aslan is on the loose and the children in Narnia don't know who this lion is. At first, when they hear of him, they're fearful. And they ask Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, two talking animals in Narnia, if this Aslan character, if this lion is safe. And Mr. Beaver guffaws and he says, well, of course Aslan is not safe. The son of the emperor beyond the sea, Jesus Christ, The second person of the triune God is not safe. That's not who he's supposed to be. That's not why he's on the loose. That's not why he's coming again. The great lion Aslan is not safe, says Mr. Beaver, but he is good. There's a great difference between goodness and safety. There's a ton of difference between information and education. Information may make you feel safe, but information will never make you good. Human beings are created to be free. Not automatons, not robots, not computers, not machines. There's a difference. A big difference here, folks. And it's a difference that we're seeing play out in our lives on a daily basis. We can't get away from it any longer. They, the Larry Pages, the elites, the Bill Gates... The Silicon Valley wizards believe that they can create a digital god that will control you through information. They don't want you to be educated because they don't want you asking logical questions about morality and what's right and what's wrong. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion.